before we begin, weren't you supposed to reread or re- tell a story that you didn't tell in the last uh, UCA? Well, I was, but I'd kind of feel bad telling it if Alan wasn't here. Yeah. I kind of promised out Al- because it's a pirate story, you know, like I told Alan, I told, and I did completely sketch as I, everybody probably predicted I would, let's be honest, but listen, uh, next time Alan is on the show, I will finish the story about the history of chocolate milk. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, I will. I didn't, well finish. I say, I didn't even start. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, this is one of those things I know about because of all the absurd history I've read about the, specifically the era of Buccaneers. I guess it has to do with a sick pirate. Like, let's start with, a, in that case, with another story. What story are we reading, David? Well, first of all, uh, hey, everybody. I am David, yeah. as, as, as Kayla is apt to point out. And that is Kayla. Hi, I'm Kayla. And uh, it's been a little bit, but uh, here's our good friend, Abysme. What's up? I don't know, the ceiling? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, we are here because... Uh, Slime Beast has appeared, except he's not here here like he has been before. He is with us in spirit, or at least with text on a page. Uh, Basically, this is new. Uh, Slime Beast contacted me out of nowhere. and Well, not out of nowhere. He just lurks. He does. And uh, he... Slime Beast wrote a note and tied it to a brick and threw it through your window. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I... I, uh, And rather than, you know, ask him to fix the window, I decided to read it. I don't know. This is kind of weird. Uh, this is a, as far as I know, this is a previously unpublished Slimy story, Ooh. which uh, he has shared with us, basically say, citing the fact that he is a patron and saying, I've given you enough money at this point, read my story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, and he, and he finished his message with uh, GL nerd. <laughs> good, good luck. Yep. Yeah. I've made it more, even more difficult to read than usual. That, that's <laughs> a lot. His stories are pretty, uh pretty accessible accessible and usually pretty succinct like they 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 don't they never overstay their welcome they do a thing they present an idea and then they're over this is actually a good title local legend or when to go with a gun (laughs) i mean i'm a little disappointed we didn't call it wendigun but (laughs) (laughs) the legend of the wendigun the legend the local legend of the. that's my first footnote call it wendigun and you're all set yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do uh, track changes on this and just make it bleed. <laughs> it's like here you go, <laughs> send send it back to slime. I think that's the best. That's the best feed. Yeah, we're just gonna go through and just change anything at reference to when to go to just when to gun. <laughs> it, it 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 sets it up. Anyway, that's all the notes I have. I think we can send it back to him now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So thanks for joining us for this episode. Of, oh wait, yeah. Okay. Probably should read it. There is a little more. I sorry, I scrolled down more. I thought it was just the, I thought it was just the words local legend or when to go with a gun and then the author credit, but no, there's more. Uh all right. Yeah, I guess it's time to do the uh the uh breakdown of who's gonna do what, I think. Leonard Skye was a bit of a local celebrity in the absurdly small town where I grew up. I like you just jumped in there. Yeah, I, I had to fill the silence somehow. Well, you said, you know, if you're gonna say what's the reading order, you basically have to set it. Yeah. Okay, well, I did. Point. I did partially. Uh, uh, Bismi, you go next. Hunter, survivalist, general man's man, Leonard was both respected and feared. You would never catch him wearing anything other than jeans, a t-shirt, and flannel. The silver ring that hung on a string around his neck drove everyone crazy with gossip. Had he been secretly married in another town over? Did it belong to his sainted mother who died in childbirth? Some more whimsical residents suspected he had a vision. Somewhere in the deep forest, and the jewelry was for his future soulmate. <laughs> Neat little details. The area spinsters were crazy about him, behaving like a human conveyor belt of baked goods delivered routinely to his door. Pies, cakes, and even the occasional loaf of banana bread from old lady Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs> Best old lady. banana bread. Marry me, please. <laughs> Dude, banana bread is great. And Kayla makes a mean banana bread. I haven't made banana bread in years. You, in a it while. It's been a while, hasn't it? I just haven't thought to, because I mean, usually I would have a bunch of bananas and then um, have a little bit extra that would go bad. But now I've been trying, I've been better about it. Some were clearly too old for him. <laughs> Others were awkwardly young. At the end of the day, none of them seemed to be a good fit and he remained a bachelor. Does this feel kind of like when I heard his Are, description? Can you describe young, young? suitors as spinsters though uh not young ones no well yeah at least i don't think so 
Yeah, that's odd. Well, it said the area Spencer's not young. Oh, well. Yeah, but some of them were awkwardly young for him. So I don't this, know. this guy is a, this guy must be like uh, a centurion. He's a hundred years old. Awkwardly <laughs> young is like sixty or seventy, but way too old is like one hundred thirty-two. <laughs> Leonard feels like uh, when I read it, I just felt like, oh, this is clearly Gaston, right? This is just Leonard Nimoy under a different uh, title, right? Leonard Nimoy, Wendigo Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, he did host In Search of for a while, so that's I mean. true. That's true. All right, uh, it's your it's your turn, David. Ah, uh, yes, or back around to me. When the local Cub Scout troop wanted to spend a night in the woods and do some real camping, Leonard was the first guy to call. The den mother swooned as he ordered the kids into some wooded property, keeping them in a regimented and obedient line. Some of the kids were horrified when he killed a rabbit and served it to them over a campfire that night. But most of it thought it was awesome. <laughs> Sounds about right. Swooned as he ordered the kids into some wooded property. Leonard, Leonard, I just love the idea that Leonard walks down the street and everybody turns to look at him. Some of them faint dramatically. Just like, <laughs> this guy is... This is definitely small town. If most of the kids are like, cool, he killed a rabbit. Yeah, oh, Absolutely. So, as you can imagine, losing a local hero like Leonard came as a big shock to the community. One day, he went out bear hunting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The next, he didn't return. Day two, day three, and four, no sign of Leonard Skye. His home remained locked. Hunting magazines piled up in his mailbox. (laughs) I was there where they held Leonard's funeral. His body was never found. Whoa! Cool. The grizzled old men insisted the bears had eaten them all. <laughs> the teary-eyed girls insisted it couldn't be true. Still, we buried it in... Oh, and empty. Found a typo already. Fine beast. Over. Done. I'm, I'm over it. <sighs> Fuck. We, we buried and empty coffin. No, an, an empty... We buried and, and empty, empty coffin. coffin. We buried an empty coffin in a county-owned park beneath a tree almost as huge and hearty as a, the man's legacy. So uh, local legend becomes a different kind of local legend. He's a Wendigo with a hunting rifle. Is it just oh, me? Maybe. Is it just me or does this, this almost has a campfire sort of storytelling. Yeah. 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 I could see, I could see this being told at like Camp Crystal Lake mm-hmm. <laughs> because they've decided to stop. Like, well, did you hear the one? Oh my God, Mr. Ragnar. We've heard so much about fucking Jason. Can we talk about something else? But he was so cool. He never ate my banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Miss Guthrie, we get old lady Guthrie. Why is she, why is old lady Guthrie a camp counselor now? Why does she only give us banana bread? What else is she going to do? She's retired. So she's volunteered as a camp counselor. <laughs> look, this camp's already na- changed names like six times already. Can we just get a different story? Did I ever tell you about the Wendigo with a gun? If you don't eat the banana bread, the Wendigo will shoot you in your sleep. (laughs) And then he'll take your banana bread and eat it himself, because some people actually appreciate my banana bread. (laughs) Not Leonard, though. Not Leonard. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, she killed him. Oh, Oh, what if old lady Guthrie's... (laughs) Damn. She poisoned the... (laughs) She poisoned the banana bread. And then and then ate him and became a Wendigo with the gun. Yeah, yeah, calling it now. Lady Guthrie did it. It's the that would be a good twist. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know happened. why I called her Lady Guthrie. That's that's not whatever. I'm tired. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> Lady Guthrie of the Montana Guthries. You know. Uh Leonard's absence was felt in almost every aspect of small town life. Froggy's general store. <laughs> Froggy's general store kept stocking his favorite beer for months after he was gone, even though no one else could stomach it. The Riverview Diner had a reserved table for him, and the last ketchup bottle he used stood there, untouched and half full for a year or more. If I recall correctly, a trucker who was passing through sat himself down when the diner was busy and desecrated the monument for his cheeseburger and onion rings. The fat bastard. And then he died. (laughs) The town killed him. No, this town is a little too obsessed with this guy. Like, I mean, I'm suddenly thinking of the the bit from fucking Food Fight where uh, Christopher Lloyd's character awkwardly shambles into the store and goes, "You must be Leonard." I 
I can kind of, it's believable though, because like small town, like real small town, there's nothing going on. That's true. I mean, if there's a small town with a store called Froggy's General Store, you know it's got to be under 500. I kind of love, I kind of love it. This also feels very kind of like in the not so distant past, but maybe before the internet. Because we've had no mention of more modern technology or the internet or anything. This feels like something, yeah, every time I'm reading this, I kept thinking, oh, this is clearly in the past. It's yeah, not, this doesn't feel modern, so. feels timeless in a way. Very That's... Americana, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I, I'm waiting to hear the ending, because who knows, maybe it turns out there's a twist, who knows. There usually is. It's never yeah. just on the surface, you know? No one was more affected by the disappearance than my boss, Waylon Faircloth. That is a name if I've ever heard it. (laughs) Ah, I kind of love it. (laughs) Waylon Fairclaw. Seriously. Uh, He owned a gun shop smack dab in the heart of town, and I had taken a job there with the hope of using his gun range to try out every weapon I could get my hands on. As it turned out, however, Waylon was incredibly strict, and I ended up doing nothing but cleaning, stocking, and handling customers when the boss was otherwise engaged. I focus my discontent by wondering which would take over first, his broom of a mustache or his embarrassing amount of ear hair. Ah, oh, I can imagine that too. Yeah. Like I've seen people like that and you're like, oh, ooh. Get an ear trimmer, dude. They're not yeah. expensive. No. Waylon had been a star football player in high school. That tracks. They called him Waylon Waylon and would egg him on whenever he physically accosted rival mascots on the field. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> when i met him though he was an older man with a pronounced limp and a cane that unscrewed to reveal a wicked skinning knife awesome. damn he inherited the gun shop from his father who had gotten it from his father and so on i think that even if he hadn't been injured during a game wayland still wouldn't have been able to escape the town and his heritage that's always the case with small towns or it's usually mm. the case with small towns unfortunately trapped in the town forever and ever back office of the gun shop was like a shrine to leonard sky newspaper clippings photos of the forest where he disappeared articles about strange animal sightings in the area should be like an and there or something it was a wall of crazy and i was honestly surprised there were no thumbtacks or strings connecting the scraps together in a conspiracy chart that that is a great sentence it was a wall of crazy (laughs) how many people like have actually done that i know like I know that's like the whole Kaiser, who is Kaiser Soze thing made it popular, but is that really a thing at this point? I like, I don't, I can't imagine anyone does it with physical media anymore because yeah. it'd be so much easier just to digitally arrange all that. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Especially uh, the only people I can imagine doing this too is like a private eye or, and I, even then, like, you're right. I think they would do it as a digital media. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I will say um, there's there's programs out there um, that emulate modular synthesizers, which you do connect with cables. And because they're digital, you can just have like as many you want on the screen and they're all just connected with wires. So it always just reminds me of that whenever I see um, those conspiracy charts. Mm-hmm. Whoa, is this about Mr. Sky? I stupidly asked when I first saw the wall. Uh, whoa! <laughs> Whoa! I like it. I like the voice. I, mean, I imagine this is like in the Midwest, but for some reason, our bro tag is very much a California surfer yeah. bro. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Watch too many Hollywood movies. Sounds I was brought right. up on 921. Waylon looked up from his shabby, bug eaten wooden desk. Oh, yep. Tell me, kid. A man like that. Best hunter I ever saw lived and breathed wilderness. How the hell does someone like that let a fucking brown bear get the best of him? Don't make sense. Okay, brown bears will fuck you up. I don't yeah. care how cool you are. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. You could be. I mean, this this guy could make people swoon just by looking at them. But a brown bear probably looked at him and went, "Eh." I really feel like it's Gaston now. It does, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like reading this. I'm like, this is just Gaston. Gosh, it disturbs me to see you, Leonard. Lying so dead in the dirt. <laughs> How did a fucking brown bear get the best of you? It doesn't make any sense. No one's dead like Leonard. And that's it. Lost his head like Leonard. 
has gone missing and he's still swooned by the ladies. <laughs> Old Lady Guthrie is might be the main suspect. <laughs> and then it cuts to him for his line, but his body's just there, nothing happens. <laughs> Some leaves blow over it. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I nodded, half agreeing with him, half concerned with upsetting an elder, and half worried I might get fired if I didn't believe him. Doesn't make sense, I repeated. Oh, he, I didn't realize he worked at the gun shop. Yeah. Oh, he, oh, yeah. he wanted I, to, to, like, shoot all the weapons. Oh! Yeah, that's I, right. I must have missed. It's all good. It was Lee that suggested looking for Leonard's remains. Who the fuck is Lee? We're about to find out. <gasps> Lee was a beast of a girl. Oh, my Six God. Foot the beast. <gasps> it really? Wow. Maybe this... the beast of Yucca Flats. <laughs> this might be. This actually might be Beauty and the Beast. Holy oh, shit. my. <laughs> Lee was a beast of a girl. Six foot plus. Strong as an ox. Many years after Waylon Waylon was the talk of the school, Lee rose to fame as an aggressive and unforgiving volleyball champion. She too had a fall from grace that prevented her from pursuing a career in sports. For her handicap was a blonde cheerleader named Mirabelle and the bitchy classmates who spread a compromising photo of them in the locker room after a game. Ooh. Ooh. Yikes. Mr. Faircloth is like Leonard Skye's number one fan. (laughs) (laughs) this really is a california guy (laughs) i had mentioned lee and i were watching college football over a pizza two 20 somethings with their ankles caught in the bear trap of small town purgatory nice pizza sounds good yeah that's a good line too by the way yeah Mm -hmm. i like that do you want to order pizza after this i think that doesn't sound so bad let's do it okay yeah uh they oh i think it's you oh they ever organize a search party or what she asked I don't know. I folded a slice of pizza and stuffed my face. I don't don't really have a voice for this character. That's fine. Really. I don't want to give her just the manly voice. No, you will. You kind of gave her a little bit of a a twang. Southern Mm. southern twang. Because again, small town. It's your turn, Abby. Oh, my turn. Cops around here are lazy as shit, Lee mused. Remember a while back when that lady got killed up the highway? Family came by to leave a wreath on the spot. And they found her purse in a sticker bush. Police ain't even looking for shit. <laughs> Drunk and partially stoned, the two of us hatched a plan. The next day, we approached Waylon and flowed the idea of going out to where Leonard disappeared and seeing what we could find. It had been so long at that point that at mo- most, we could realistically expect to find bones or tattered cloth. Maybe we could spot the ring if we had eagle eyes and the sunlight caught it just right. Hey, you guys want to see a dead body? Stand by me, starts. <laughs> To say Waylon was a fan of the idea would be an understatement. He already had maps prepared, an almost gleeful glint shone in his otherwise cloudy eyes as he started pulling out guns and provisions. <laughs> Lee and I exchanged a smirk. Waylon had been living quietly for this moment, and no one had e- even thought to ask. Now that I don't really believe. Mm-hmm. He, 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 yeah, I was going to say, he prob- if he's as big a fan of Leonard as we, we thought, he would have been out there already. Looking yeah. Like Getting a search party, probably multiple monthly search parties organized, is what I would expect of this town, as it has been described thus far. Yeah, apparently this town like adores him to the point that a diner will leave out a half bottle, uh, like a, a bottle yeah. of ketchup that his lips last touch or whatever the hell. Yeah. So, yeah... If, if, if they're as obsessed with this guy as they say, I think there would more would have been done, but sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our silly little hunting party would have been fine with three people. When the bell above the front door of the shop rang, we were all prepared to ignore the customer. Just get out there. Should be just to get out there. Still, Waylon's better judgment took over and he gestured for me to go see who was there. It was Zach Baggins. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to hear about my new book? I heard that this town's haunted. No <laughs> I heard there's a Wendigo with a gun. <laughs> I've decided to call it Wendigun. We've, we've been calling it Wendigun. Yeah, but I came up with it. No, you didn't. He writes on a napkin. Yes, I did. <laughs> Colt, the loon who claimed to be part Native American, part Mexican, and more depending on who he happened to t- be talking to at the time. Mm. His, uh, I, I feel like I've met people like this. Yeah. Um, his family history was too much of a cross cross crossing mess to make heads or tails of his claims. He came into the shop now and then mostly to browse and start arguments about politics, never to buy anything. <laughs> uh, sorry, Colt. We're about to go do some stuff. I said, poking my head out the office door. Colt! Waylon <laughs> shouted suddenly. 
He pushed past me and waved for the whiny, sorry, wiry, underfed non-customer to join us. You're a native. We could use a tracker. Oh, oh my God. Fuck me. <laughs> if Waylon starts insisting that um, Colt call, call him Kimosabi, I'm going to like throw a fit. Oh, boy. I gritted my teeth and felt my eyebrows raise in response to Waylon's blunt statement. Colt, however, just seemed happy to be included and quickly asked what we were up to. I guess he really just wanted to fit in with people. <laughs> I, I, I think this town is just full of whiteies yeah oh, oh absolutely. yeah volleyball like champions mountain Frog, men. froggy's diner yeah or froggy's bar the local ice cream shot that every single teenager has worked at at some point <laughs> every single one every mm. single one and they've all worn the same they have to get different ones they all have to wear the same like little peaked paper cap yep. the owner had back in the 1930s <laughs> Hasn't been washed since. Nope. Uh, is it? It's me, right? Yeah. Over the next hour or so, Wayland drew up plans, issued orders, and then took them all back when problems became apparent. By the fifth or sixth draft, we had a solid course of action. Wayland would administrate, naturally. Since he was, as he put it, crippled up like an old dog, I would be his arms and legs. I'd carry provisions and gear. Lee was more than capable of clearing brush and removing hazards. If we came across a rabid raccoon a rabid radioactive raccoon, she'd take a hey, run to its head in an instant. Colt would be there to read the land, supposedly. But I have a feeling he'd mostly concern himself with getting worked up about the government and who really pulls the strings. Oh, this guy's a tinfoil hat person. Oh, uh, I love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> These are some interesting characters, I will say. Yeah, it is a, it's a nice little cavalcade. Yeah. For, uh, as of right now, um, for the most part, this is, I, I'm intrigued by this story. I think I have an idea what happened because of the title. But who knows? No, this feels like a tall tale about a tall tale. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm kind of there for that. That's cool. Because, yeah. like, as it, if when I first read it, it's like this kind of has a campfire story sort of right. feel. And yeah, there's a it, there. It is a it is a local legend. Yeah. So, yeah. It helps us being told first person. I'm still I'm still picturing this. Uh, you know, I'm still picturing the camp counselor talking to the kids, and they're bored <laughs> because one and one is like one of them just ra- goes. One of them is just flipped it, looking at their phone. One of them is like, when are we going to go inside and play Fortnite? Again, I, I, I think this was from a, I, I can't imagine this being modern. But then again, small towns tend to be like 20 years behind, like very yeah. small towns like this. I, I think Miss Guthrie is still the one telling it. And then there was a woman and she was a lesbian because she played volleyball. And then there was a half Native American, half Mexican man who came in through oh. the door and everyone's just like tuning this shit out. She's just going to keep talking, isn't she? Just let oh her. God. It's, better, it's either that or eat her banana bread. <laughs> anyway, who wants my banana bread? Ah, we we want to hear more of the story. Uh, who, oh. Eventually she'll fall asleep. The lady, let's be, be honest. Old Lady Guthrie is probably the best character. <laughs> so far, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> the spot where Leonard Skye entered this tree line was no secret. There had been a meeting about closing the path off due to the public due to the danger, but in the end, it felt disrespectful to someone who encouraged everyone to camping out at least once in their life. (laughs) Uh, We left in the early morning hours. Surprisingly, no one was late. I showed up last, even though I had made sure to arrive 10 minutes before the agreed time. Everyone had a different idea of search and rescue attire. Waylon was wrapped up in layers with a fur-lined coat. Lee had already tied her shirt around her tree trunk waist. Her black sports bra required for nothing other than modesty. Colt was wearing a fringed leather jacket and a ludicrous hat with a pheasant feather. <laughs> oh my God. This is, okay. can I get this mini series? This sounds awesome. This is a Motley crew. This is great. I dig it. It, it wasn't, wasn't exactly legal for us to be carrying Wayland's guns, but Lee was right. The police were nothing to be afraid of unless you were out, unless you were an out of towner who might pay their way out of a citation. <laughs> Uh, We trudged through the harsh overgrowth. Uh, Our spirits started high. We were excited to become a part of the legend, even if none of us realized it at the time. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Those spirits slowly dimmed, however, with every cut and bruise that marked our bodies. Wait, those spirits slowly dimmed, however, with every cut and bruise that marked our bodies. Okay, yeah. Uh, I just read that weirdly. It's not him. 
the thickening tree canopy and a gloom of archaic forest also did well to bring a growing sense of doom. As things came into focus, we each separately realized we were treading on the ground where a very real man had met a very real death. And a very real search party had actually come through ages before, I'm sure. Just saying, like, again, again, if people are really obsessed with this guy, I, you know, maybe again, maybe it's probably the fact it it could does contribute to the fact if this is supposed to be a tall tale, but the town being this obsessed with the one person. Well, I mean, again, you talk about football stars. Yeah. Bring glory to our high school or else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, It was late afternoon when we came to a clearing. We had circled and weaved through the area, carefully following Waylon's plans uh, and to the very detail. If there had been anything to find, we would have discovered it. No question. It wasn't exactly legal for us to be carrying Waylon's guns, but Lee was right. The police were nothing to be afraid of unless you were an out-of-towner who might pay their way out of a citation. Uh, I think you, we... No, you're at. Um... Did I do that? Okay. Yeah. And then you oh, read. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. And then I think it was. It wasn't it. Kayla did. I the Then yeah, you read. I, I, I have Lee's line now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What if? What if he ran away from it all? Lee mused as we reached the center of the clearing. I dropped my backpack and rubbed my aching shoulders. Colt sat down on a log and brushed the angry termites from his lap rather than get on his tired feet again. Oh, okay. Uh. See, this is termites. Jeez. Okay. For the most part, when people talk about like camping, uh, I've I've never did a long, like a, like hardcore camping by myself, but, and for the most part, like the typical things like, oh, enjoying nature, sleeping in a tent. I'm okay with bugs though, are the one thing that always, mm. yeah, same. I don't know. I just struggle with bugs for some reason. I think it's because every time there's a place that has ter- not termites uh mosquitoes i just get eaten alive by them mm-hmm. yeah i you've had bad luck there i know that mm-hmm. uh, for sure that sounds possible i cleared a gnat out of my throat with a cough oh god <clears throat> small town <laughs> everyone knows each other someone like him so important to everyone it'd be easier to just disappear one night and say goodbye no one would let him go waylon refusing to rest thrust the point of his cane into the log, breaking away rotted splinters and causing Colt to jump. He would never leave like that. <laughs> wow, Jesus. I dig it. Waylon insisted. Never. He loved this place, and this place loved him. Sneaking away in the night? That's a coward's way. I'll thank you not to speak ill of the dead. <laughs> God forbid. If <laughs> Kidnapping, Colt added, Colt added. I guarantee you. He knew too much. Saw something you shouldn't have. Look at that clearing. Could set a black helicopter down there. Easy. Zip, zip. You're in and out before anyone knows you're here. <laughs> I rolled my eyes and bent down to pick up my pack. Crack. A gunshot. Oh, shit. It's the Wendigun. It's the Wendigun. Oh, we finally got to the Wendigun. I felt the sudden breeze of a bullet as it moved past my head. If I hadn't ducked at that exact moment for the sole reason of getting my pack, I would have been killed instantly. Oh, fuck. Damn. Lee shouted. <laughs> dumb son of a bitch Waylon growled waving his hand and hobbling in a circle as if trying to signal whoever had shot from the tree line do we look like a fucking herd of deer crack this is getting good okay I'm gonna yeah everyone jumped in shock as a second gunshot rang out instantly we knew this it wasn't a mistake anymore someone had tried to kill me well shit it's the wendigun I'm lo- finally we get our wendigun Colt doubled over slowly, stomping forward and dropping from the log with the sprawling thud. Blood instantly started pooling around his head. A sickening spurt of crimson gushed from fresh, from a, it should be a fresh hole, from fresh hole in the back of his partially exposed skull. Yeek! Oof. Jesus Christ, Waylon screamed in horror. He was stupefied, staring at Colt's body as it violently twitched on the grass. Yike. Lee and I flanked him kinky each grabbing an arm as we hurried him off his feet and ushered him to the ground behind the leg log the behind the log I, my brain was so on the kinky <laughs> thing <laughs> <laughs> well, i know what the, he means by like just... yeah oh boy oh man that's all good stay down 
Lee snapped. It's not a hunter. It's not a hunter. Colt was right, I whispered. Colt was right, I whispered, (laughs) a cold chill tingling on my back and raising the hair on my scalp. It's the goddamn government. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the government. Oh, my God. Your fashion sense is terrible. Crack. That pheasant was ugly. Crack. Waylon shook his head and blinked a few times. Oh, wait. It's my turn. Sorry. Waylon shook his head and blinked a few times. Either he was coming out of shock or he was in a sort of shock that dulled his sense of fear. We're in a bad huh. spot, he stammered. Laid out behind rotten firewood. That motherfucker is already creeping up on us, I guarantee it. Soon as he gets a good angle, we're dead. What do we do? I croaked, dread quickly closing my throat. Lee lifted her shotgun and checked if it was still loaded, as if that would have changed at some point. Taking her cue, Waylon dug the fancy yet mostly useless revolver from his thick jacket. With shaking hands, I lifted my hunting rifle and cocked it, ejecting a perfectly good bullet out of the chamber. Waylon gave me a side-eyed glance, but didn't call me on the thoughtless mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Nice detail. That's pretty good. Yeah. Prepared to face our would-be killer, but still filled with fear, the fear of our own mortality, we we (coughs) each waited for someone else to make the first move. There was no plan. Not anymore. I didn't know if we were going to fire at the mystery man or if we'd make a run for it. I didn't know in which direction we were supposed to run. Now, Lee shouted, sliding uh, sliding herself out from beside the log and firing two rapid shots into something I couldn't see. Waylon fumbled a bit, pulling himself up over the log, following suit with six wild pulls of the trigger. Once again, I was the last one. I peeked carefully over the log, focusing my vision down the scope of my rifle, of Waylon's rifle, technically speaking. I saw what they shot at. Ooh, here we go. Through the scope lens, I saw the dark human-like form standing in the clearing, about 30 feet away. It was tall, thin, draped in the fetid pelts of random animals. The rot-flecked skull of a buck, an eight-pointed trophy to be sure, sat over his head like a twisted helmet. Cool. What the fuck? In his hands, a rusted, weather-worn rifle with mangy tails tied around the barrel. The thing fired again, taking out a chunk of the log as Lee rolled away and into the open. I like the detail about having the skull because, you know, that's such a that's such a like modern thing about the Wendigo is having it have antlers. Yeah. So it's I kind of like the oh, detail. Wait, just wait, a, wait, wait. It's the skull of a bu- Oh, yeah. It's the sc- buck skull is sitting yeah. on top of this person's head. That's that's a cool idea. Yeah. A good twist on the Wendigo. Um, if it is a Wendigo. <laughs> It might not even be supernatural. Uh, I, I have eye centered, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. I was, just, I was looking. The thing fire, and I miss. I miss again. <laughs> I woke up. I had a dream. I, I was eating a popsicle. Woke up. A fire. I miss. <laughs> I centered my shot and pulled the trigger, sending a bullet directly through the left eye socket of the skull with a spray of black mist. Don't get me wrong. It was a very lucky shot. <laughs> Nat 20 on that roll. Yeah. I know it's your lowest score, but give it a roll, nat 20. The creature reeled back from the impact, but didn't seem to be in pain. I studied it in awe, surveying its awkward, gnarled body through the scope. It is supernatural. Then I saw the ring, a silver ring, suspended by string worn around the beast's neck. Guys, I swallowed hard. It's him. It's him. The ring. The Elden Ring. (laughs) Timely reference. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we could have done a lord of the rings ring joke but yeah yeah it's you know been there done that it's all about the elden ring now yeah, yeah. Waylon instantly yanked the rifle away from me and balanced it on the log pressing his own eye to the lens i watch confused as a tear beaded up in the wrinkles of the at the corner of his eye and slowly rolled down his spotted cheek oh no just never meet your heroes this yeah. is really what this is all about yeah Within seconds, Waylon was crying. Loud, halting sounds of choked sadness from his chest and ex- uh, from his chest and escaped from his between his gritted. Uh, there's something weird about this. Well, re- read it. Read it again, real quick. Loud, halting sounds of choked sadness rose from his chest and escaped from between his gritted teeth. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Yeah. Uh, what? The fuck are you doing? Lee asked as Waylon dropped the rifle and stood as best he could in full view of the monster. Get down, I insisted, tucking at his pant leg, only to be weakly kicked away. 
Wayland sat over the log, pushing himself to the other side, then wobbled toward the creature, leaning on his unsteady cane that was digging into the soil. Oh, wow. Lee and I could only watch as the creature once again leveled its weapon. Wait, as, oh, the creature's still alive? Yeah, it didn't die. Oh, okay. Leveled its weapon, this time taking aim at the old man's face. Wayland reached into his coat, pulling something from behind his collar. I caught a glimpse of the object Wayland held as the light danced across it. A ring, a second silver ring on a necklace. Huh. Oh. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Okay. The creature stood stock still. It didn't move an inch, didn't lower its gun. Lenny, Waylon called out, his voice racked with grief. My God, Lenny, what happened to you? Oh. The monster, Leonard Sky, dropped its long, lean arms to its side as Waylon came close and threw his arms around it. I couldn't hear properly at that distance, but I really think Waylon apologized for not looking for him sooner. I think looking back on it, that he was always afraid of what he would find, though no one would have expected this. The creature raised a hand to the old man's head and in a slow, thoughtful motion stroked his hair. This this took a turn. I did not expect it to get gay, but here we are. Well, this would be the second uh, reference to LGBT. Lee and I jumped as Waylon pulled his skinny knife from his cane. He thrust it into the creature's gut and pulled upward, spilling its dead insides on the ground. Damn. Ooh. Ooh. Bye, Leonard. There was a piercing cry of pain, but it came from Waylon. Ooh, damn. The creature threw Waylon aside from with the, it, tremendous strength, sending him flying into a cluster of half-buried stones with a crack. It stepped forward, raising its gun again, only to collapse under its own weight, its soiled feet tied up in its own entrails. Oh! I enjoyed that imagery. That was cool. In moments, the thing was motionless. Dead. As Lee and I gathered the courage to approach, guns at the ready, we discovered nothing nothing more than a pile of exposed meat and bone. I hate funerals. (laughs) I hate funerals. Leonard's sky ceremony seemed like ages ago. The distant past. In retrospect, it was easier to bury a coffin with no one in it. Waylon and Colt were a different story. We had to tell everyone that they got into a physical fight over Colt's conspiracy theories that Waylon shot him in the chaos. The recoil from the gunshot toppled Waylon, who was always so unsure in his feet, causing him to smack his head on a rock. Aw, shit. Damn. <laughs> it was the best two scared dumbasses could think of on the way back. To- it was It was the best, probably that. It was the best that two scared dumbasses could think of on the way back to town. Nice. And no one's going to question it because the police are inept, which has been previously established. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. It felt really bad lying to their families, tarnishing the reputations of dead men. But then again, reputation didn't do much for Leonard Sky in the end. The man everyone loved. The man who loved someone he could never admit to. Oh, damn. Mm. At least someone knows the truth. You can... Should I? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. The legend will live forever, but the man is finally at la- at rest. So, 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 he, so he ran away from society because he couldn't handle the truth about himself. And, and dressed up as a Wendigo, or he actually became a Wendigo. Like I'm getting the impression he literally because because the way they're describing it is this thing is still like this thing is undead. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that Leonard Sky just went hunting and then got turned into a Wendigo. That would explain also why he was a, perceived as a bachelor too, though. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went out hunting, had a, something bad happen to him out in the woods. He became Wendigo. Um, and I guess the important part is that, um, hmm. The only thing that, um, hold on, let me, let me scroll up. <coughs> um, I, th- I feel like the one thing I would have liked is Waylon to be in the story earlier, at least yeah just so it like we can really see uh like uh how obsessed whalen was with Leonard. well I, I i do like the the turn that it, it goes from like beyond hero worship to realizing that these two were, were probably lovers yeah like but- i think that's a good beat that's fine it's just the reveal is very sudden yeah yeah well i mean i get i yeah i mean i mean we there's are some there's some foreshadowing i i i, I I wanted to strike that balance because like I, I, for me personally, I think it's fine. Cause I, it didn't feel as sudden for me, but then again, I, I don't know, like everything before it kind of made sense. And I think what works is when you don't quite see it. I don't, I don't know. 
it's you're kind of damned if you do damned if you don't on this like if you over explain it you kind of run the risk of someone saying you didn't need to put that in there but i feel like we're fairly on the ball about these stories and even i'm like a little kind of like oh wait so he was a wendigo but that has nothing to do with the fact that he was gay that's entirely different and that kind of just makes the whole wendigo thing like was that necessary maybe i I don't know hmm. I mean, the, 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 the Wendigo thing is, is it, I mean, there's some neat images involved, too, with the Wendigo. Uh, and at the certain point, the Wendigo thing becomes almost an afterthought in the relation of, like, the reveal of, of what's the relationship between these two men or this man and this horrible monster now. Well, Beauty and that, the Beast situation. Well, well how, did, uh, how did the Wendigo... Um, uh, okay, how do we, there's there's a way people become Wendigos. Wendigos right? are cannibal spirits. Yeah, usually they uh, they manifest in the winter, according to the legends, mm-hmm. when uh, because of the conditions, uh, someone is forced to cannibalize someone else, and usually they're possessed to do it by a Wendigo spirit. That's the idea. Okay, yeah, the Wendigo part kind of feels. And the it only never reason... says specifically. It never says specifically that he's a Wendigo. Remember, Wendigo with a gun is an alternate title. We don't know necessarily what he is. But it does say, hold on, how is They he... never refer to him even once as a Wendigo in the story, except for in the title. Let me but see even what... if they didn't, and sorry, even if the alternate title was not there, I would have thought Wendigo because of how he's described. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, of the antlers and everything and the and, animal pelts. And like we, we were told beforehand that everyone thought he was killed by a bear, which yes. is enough. Again, do we need the Wendigo thing? Like I, I don't know. Did did the alternate title just being funny kind of just get us in the the wrong mindset? Or, or is it Slime Beast poking fun at No Sleep because? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I think it is because so much of No Sleep is just also there's a Wendigo. <laughs> well, this is oh, actually fuck. this is actually a love story, and also there's a Wendigo. I, well, okay, I'm reading it right now. He's it's a tragic love story. He, it doesn't seem like he is a Wendigo. It was a tall, thin, draped in. Of the fetid pelts of random animals and then he has a rot flecked skull of a buck and eight pointed trophy to be sure sat over his head like a twisted helm yeah i think the idea is they're calling him the when like i think wendigo is just the title that um slime beast is giving him because he he's dressed like one and he's kind of gone a little nutso yeah, yeah. If you're, well if you're genre savvy you can definitely pick that up but also the fact that he didn't um like die when he got shot in the eye and like kept going when he and when he got stabbed in the gut with the skinning knife mm-hmm. he just basically collapsed into a pile of meat and bone like he almost like dissolved yeah i get oh. the impression that there's like there was a walking corpse or at least something barely held together underneath there some sort of creature that might have been that was leonard sky at one point so it is still supernatural that's how I feel, at least, you know? It, yeah, I've, I I think Slime Beast wanted to poke fun and said also it's a Wendigo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it really feels like to me. You know? Yeah, it's just, I, I, like, you, I do agree. I feel like it kind of takes a back seat to this, um, to this reveal. Right. But, but is that the point? Like, I, maybe? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, I, I you know, I, I like what it's going for. Um, and, you know, and I don't mean that you could take what you go from this, but this is, this is very much in Slime Beast's wheelhouse. It reads like a Slime Beast story. I, it, you know, he has a specific way of writing and you're like, oh yeah, this is a Slime Beast I, story. I, I, it is good. It's still good yeah. writing. Yeah. No, no. Like, this is great. I really like our, um, our, our, our intrepid crew here. I almost, man, I almost wish it was longer or like there was a part two and I rarely say that. <laughs> or, or maybe like it started with our group before like i guess earlier and there was less backstory i don't know but like there's no real fat in this story so i don't even know how i would kind of i guess it's a good thing that i'm left with the kind of the wanting of "Eh, i wish they could go on another adventure or something yeah um it's kind of it's lean it's 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 lean enough and your your mileage may vary you know i yeah yeah but i I do think wayland probably should have been brought in earlier and made a little more important i agree because I feel like um, his story had the same amount of length as like Lee's story and Colt's story. So I saw them all as fairly equal and like, oh, yeah, this is just another there. It's there. He, he's one of these four quirky characters. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out he's more important than we think. Right. 
Um, I, I like, I'm just, all I'm saying is maybe there's a point where they said Waylon would tell me stories about, um, our local legend, Leonard, whatever, or something where Waylon's the one who is said about this. That's I can an idea. also, I don't know. I can also see Slimey saying, well, I don't want to lean in too hard on Waylon because I don't want people to think, oh, he had something to do with it. But like, he, he, if you started with a mysterious death, everyone's going to start just like wondering, okay, who did it anyway? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Again, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. If this is a tricky one. I, yeah. I do like it. I do like the reveal. And um, I, I just feel like the reveal is, again, I'm, I'm with Abby. I'm like, I did not see that coming at all. It's also like the ending is very like, so they, they, they found him. He's a Wendigo. They were lovers. He's dead. Waylon's dead. Colt's dead. Bye. It's just very like, the ending is jam packed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why didn't a lot we, happens I, in two sentences? I guess the main thing to expand is why didn't people go looking for him sooner? Yeah, that, that, that's a big yeah, that's a big plot hole. I think yeah. it's just like well, you set up this town's like I, idolatry level of obsession with with uh, Leonard, and none of them bothered to go look. Yeah, because like there's the bit where Waylon apologized for not looking for him sooner. Yeah. Why? You think Why? if yeah. these two were were connected this way, like Waylon would be like the one out there, and no matter what people thought, you know, like yeah, right. they could just assume like, oh, and I kind of like the assumption that small town logic, oh, no one, no one uh, worshipped Leonard Sky as much as Waylon Waylon, you know, like yeah, and they just completely are ignorant to the fact that they were they they were in a relationship, or or at least they were. Uh, you know it's secret of it closeted about it but you yeah, know like... i feel like there should have been a search earlier but something there should be a reason why i don't know it, it could that... even be just like the searches were mounted but nothing was found and i would i would earnestly believe that leonard knew how to not be found and therefore wasn't but since Waylon was out there and they have a history then he did come after him like oh. it, it's all set up perfectly yeah. fine I, I got a simple one what if it's like a like because it seems like his miss he gone missing not too long ago what if it's one of the reasons they weren't able to go is because it's been snowing and it's winter time oh Oh, yeah that's good i mean going on a bear hunting trip in the winter doesn't seem that odd especially if you're going to try and like find one hibernating well and then also leonard is described as this like manly man who can do anything so it's like it's like it's like only a crazy person would uh, go out um, bear hunting in the woods during this harsh winter, but not Leonard. Uh-huh. And people are because of like snow conditions. Nobody's going to go out. And, like, Shortly after he disappears, the snowpack gets way worse. Yeah, no one can go look yeah. for him until like the spring, and by that point, it's already too late. They feel it's they like, comb the woods, but they can't find him, or they just give him up, give him up for dead. Or maybe it's it's already just started to be spring, and now and the these four is like, what if? Okay, it's like, hey, should we go looking for him now? It seems like this would be the right time. Yeah, um, there, there's a lot uh-huh. slimeys could do with this. Yeah, yeah, it's a solid draft, though. I mean, honestly, yeah, no, seriously, not not a lot to to kind of clean up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll type pose here and there, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it just yeah, it, it the my main complaint is just the people these people not searching for him for what reason because if they loved him this much um yeah but i love the writing style of this i love uh i don't even know we don't even have a name for our narrator that's fine by me oh yeah you're right um i mean this character based on uh, the narrator's like writing has a definitely a sense of um, They, they could be anyone yeah but there is a personality to it. Like this oh, character yeah. clearly has a personality. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, I will give this a, uh, a certified freshness rating of a rot flecked buck skull. <laughs> um, I, w- <laughs> I will give this a Wendigun out of a, out of a no, it's a Wendigo with a gun. <laughs> I'm going to give this a... Uh... The ketchup bottle is half full. <laughs> <laughs> Radical. Hey, thanks. Uh, thank you, Slime Beast, for sharing this with us. Uh, I think, uh, is this a first in that we've, we've read plenty of Slime Beast stories on this show before, but this is a, this is one that has not been published yet, as yeah. far as I know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know he will, if he does. But uh, that being said, thank you for sharing it. 
Hey, uh, we bumped this one to the top of the list, mainly because uh, Slime Beast has been a longtime patron of ours. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that you can be a patron of Midnight Marinera and Undercooked Analysis. If you go to patreon.com slash Midnight Marinera and uh, you know, donate at any level, uh, we tend to try and prioritize the stories, uh, submissions of our listeners there. But if anybody wants to submit a story at all, uh, you can email us at midnightmarinera at gmail.com and we will uh, take a look at the story. We'll read it on the show uh, and uh, give you our honest to goodness feedback. Um, Abysme. Yes. My friend, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I'm sure both episodes are, well, the first two episodes are already out, but go check out the Jameson Tapes, which is the brand new podcast on the Creative Horror Network hosted by myself and the amazing Alan Chaney. We review movies, mostly horror movies, but just kind of anything we find enticing and we get very drunk and we talk about them and Sade is producing and editing and keeps us very much on track, but uh, it's uh, it's the most fun I've had in a long time. It's, uh, it's just a great listen. It's a lot of fun to listen to, too. Uh-huh. It's a, it is a, I'll say from the first couple episodes, it is a podcast of high highs and low lows. It, literally, the first one is this amazing <laughs> undiscovered gem, and the second one's the bye-bye, man. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to seeing what y'all come up with in the third. Um, but yeah, uh, and Kayla, is there anything you'd like to uh, promote? Oh, uh, check out Darkly Lit. Um, we just finished up discussing... Uh, uh, imaginary friend by Stephen Chabowski. So um, we've we've closed that chapter, and now we'll we're I think by the time this comes out, the next episode will be Nothing But Black and Teeth by Cassandra Kahn. So mm-hmm. if you want to listen to us, uh, say David and I um, discuss a, a book of the month, uh, a horror book of the month, all a book club style. Yeah, check out Darkly Lit. Absolutely. And Mitch, be sure to peruse the other fine podcasts on the Creative Horror Network, like uh, The Witching Hour and uh, Midnight Marinera. As I mentioned, uh, you can listen to old episodes of Trick or Track, which is a also a fun show, um, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you once again for joining us bi-monthly, as we do. And uh, well, they say that if you listen closely, you can still hear the cries of Zach Baggins out in the wood looking for the legendary Wendigun. Got a wind to get out of there. <laughs> He'll send Aaron in first, though. Aaron, go talk to the Wendigo. <laughs> <laughs> Crack! Oh, could it be that the Wendigo killed Aaron because he was trying to get to me? <laughs> I Little pushed does he know Aaron in front of me, so the Wendigo would shoot him first. <laughs> Little does he know that I am impervious to bullets. Ah! Oh! I've been shot. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of creativehorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at (laughs) creativehorror.com. (laughs) 